Man, you're getting killed out there. Tell me about it. I feel like Rocky after 15 rounds with Apollo Creed. Speaking of Rocky, did you know that Sylvester Stallone wrote the first draft of the movie in only three days? Did you know that Sylvester Stallone permanently flattened out his knuckles from punching the side of beef? What about Burgess Meredith? He had lived his line in the audition, which landed him the role of Mickey. Or that a destitute Sylvester Stallone turned down $350,000 because the studio didn't want him starring in it? Well, you can find this out and much, much more by listening to Rocky Minute, the fan podcast that covers the Rocky movies one minute at a time. You can find us on DuelingGenre.com. Now get back out there and knock this bum out. Dueling Genre. How you feel? You ready? Sure. All right. I don't know if I'm ready. Okay, I think I'm ready. <laughs> we, we solemnly swear we're up to no good. Welcome back, everybody, to Harry Potter and the Chamber of Minutes, the fan podcast where we overanalyze the, I almost said the John Hughes classic. Wow, <laughs> I've been doing that for 100 episodes. That's not true at all. <clears throat> the, the, the fan podcast where we overanalyze the Harry Potter movies one magical minute at a time. I'm Gary Roby. And I'm Victoria Cope. And uh, if you want to check out that John Hughes movie, Ferris Bueller's Minute Off still exists, and you can find it at duelinggenre.com, so go do that. A little more self-promotion at the beginning of the episode. <laughs> but today we're talking about minute number seven, which starts with a threat, and it ends with a threat. Of course. It's a very threatening minute. It is a very threatening minute. It starts with, with Vernon saying to Harry, one more sound and you'll wish you'd never been born. Which is, Which is damn. <laughs> I mean, that's a serious threat. That's, that is. That's pretty harsh. I mean, I I went toe-to-toe with Voldemort, so you're going to have to do a lot to make me wish I hadn't been born. <laughs> uh, and fix that door! Which I think is really funny, because the, the, the closet swing or the wardrobe swinging open. D- what, what does Dobby do? So Dobby's in this wardrobe, and he must know that, like... That someone else has approached the room, yeah, like he, a muggle, can hear, can hear him. him. Why does he keep pushing the wardrobe? Is he trying to peek? Because he, the whole point is to get Harry not to go to Hogwarts. Then he can so do a lot. He, he thinks, can do a lot more than just like slowly pushing the door open. I think he's trying to make himself. Yeah, but he's not committed to the idea. <laughs> he doesn't want to be found by a muggle. Right, he's like, this would be a good idea to, to get him not go to school, but I don't want to be seen by a muggle, so it's like mm. I'm just gonna stay here. And then when when uh, when Vernon leaves and Harry opens the door, Dobby comes out and Harry like he's got a sock stuck on his ear. Yeah, yeah. Foreshadowing. I know, right? Foreshadowing. He Harry's he's he's got Harry's sock. He sniffs it. He does sniff it, which is weird. It's a little weird. He sniffs it. He's like, look at the sock. It's stuck on my ear. How did he get a sock stuck on his ear? Harry, like, stuck him in the closet. Did he drop him? Was he, like, 
like drop him into the thing. drop him into the wardrobe like onto a pile of clothes like we can see that harry's got some robes hanging so where'd that sock come from right like fall onto his head from above yeah you don't store your socks especially not dirty ones yeah like what the heck maybe there's like a a small hamper in there i doubt it it looks too small but and it fell off the edge of the hamper but i guess it looks it looks too small to house one true i don't know so hmm. it doesn't make sense he like bats at it like an animal like yeah. when, you, when you flip yeah. a dog's ear inside out and they try yeah. to like straighten it again it's interesting and he didn't get it the first time and then that's and when then he, he just like it pulls off. it off and then he sniffs it weird it's very weird um so harry says harry tells dobby like can't you see why i have to go back i don't belong here i belong in your world yeah. And I really want to make emphasis of, like, Harry still refers to it as your world. As if he doesn't really belong there either. Right. Like, his friends haven't been writing to him. He's an outsider even at Hogwarts. Yeah. So he he belong, he feels that he belongs with the Wizarding World more than he belongs at the Dursleys, but he still feels separate from it. He doesn't say, I belong back at school or I belong in the Wizarding World. He says, I belong, I belong in your world. world. Mm-hmm. Which I think is very uh, telling. I think that's an interesting choice. I don't know. He's like, I have friends there. And Dobby's like, friends that don't even write? He's like, well, how do you know they don't write me? I'm like, uh, and then Dobby produces these letters from nowhere? Right, like, where are they being stored? Uh, he doesn't have a pot. He pulls it like like he's got a back pocket. Like he pulls it out of his back pocket. But he's wearing a pillowcase. Like if he if he had this any there aren't pockets sewn into the inside of this thing for him to store stuff. Like I think you would see if he had a pile of letters in his in his pillowcase. But you don't see them. And then he puts them away. Yeah, it's like where Again, are they going? Where did they go? Can he like pluck things from like in and out of reality? I don't know. Uh, have you read American Gods? Yeah, I, may, I read American Gods once. There's a leprechaun that shows up. Yeah. And he, like, can pluck coins from thin air. Yeah. Like, they're materializing from somewhere else, which I think is uh, an intriguing choice. So maybe he can do that? I don't know. I doubt it. I, there's no evidence that they're, like, pocket universes. Pocket dimensions. Pocket dimensions. Does Hermione's bag of holding count as a pocket dimension? I mean, is it infinite? Or is I don't there know. A, a limit eventually? I mean, she's got a tent in there, girl. Like, I don't know. There's all kinds. There is a lot of stuff in there. There's so much stuff in there. You, like, hear a tower of books fall. I really love that movie. It's like a room. That's so far from now. It's like when you. It's like Newt Scamander's. Uh, yeah. His suitcase. Yes. His suitcase seems near infinite. It does. Actually, I don't think it's actually like. But I, I think, think it's deceptive. I think the size of the suitcase is deceptive. Actually, um, maybe one day we'll talk about that. But Dobby, Dobby tells Harry like, Dobby thought that if Harry Potter thought that he didn't have any friends, then he wouldn't want to go back to school. Oh, Dobby. Oh, Dobby. You have terrible ideas. <laughs> I just don't. I mean, so Dobby's here. It, Okay, let's philosophize a little bit. Okay. Theorize a little bit. 
Dobby belongs to the Malfoys. Like, how much does Dobby know about this plan? This terrible plot? Uh-huh. Does he know about the diary? Does he know what the diary contains? Mm. Like, how, mi- how much details does he know? Does he know that the diary is going to possess somebody? Does he know that it's going to, like, awaken the basilisk and open the Chamber of Secrets? I I don't know. I don't think we know. Mm. He just says that terrible things are going to happen. What terrible things, Dobby? What are, what are those terrible things, specifically? Yeah. Who's plotting them? But he can't give the details. Does he know the details? Well, okay, so... If he did know the details, he can't give them. I think Dobby... I think Dobby does know that about the diary. Okay. Because at the end of the movie when when Harry's destroyed the diary and Lucius shows up in Dumbledore's office. Right. He like nudges his head like that belongs to this guy. Yeah, yeah. So I think he knows. Additional to that I think Dobby might be aware of what the diary is. I think they treat Dobby the way that, unfortunately, a lot of slaves were treated, and that's, like, basically they're not even there. They're just so beneath them that they'll talk about everything and anything. I don't think Lucius... think about it. I don't think Lucius knows what the diary really is. Oh, Really? I don't know that Voldemort trusted anyone to tell them about the Horcruxes. Oh, you're right. Would it, so nobody knows on his side? I don't think so. Hmm. You would think he'd want at least someone to know so that someone can gather well, them Who does he him. trust? He didn't tell Snape clearly because they would have solved the Horcrux problem years ago. True. Um... Didn't trust Lucius, obviously. Didn't trust Lucius. I don't think, yeah, I don't think he trusts Lucius. Um, Lucius is pompous. Lucius is... very pompous. I think Lucius can be manipulated very easily because Voldemort has power. I don't think Voldemort needs to trust him with anything. Right. It just seems like if he had an an indication that he wanted to come back... I don't really know if Bellatrix knows either. She's keeping one in her vault, but... She's keeping a lot in her vault. Right. I don't know. I'm just saying, like, if his backup plan, his conting- you know, contingency plan was to... I don't think know, he needed to rely on some. I don't think he thought he would need to rely on someone else to come back. Hmm. Like, I don't think... I don't think that there was a contingency of, like, one day, Lucius, 11 years after my demise, make sure that this gets back to Hogwarts... So that I can return, right? Like it just doesn't make that just doesn't so make what's sense. What's Lucius's plan? My, here's my, so of I don't using think, the diary if he doesn't know. What I think it, the diary is, is. I think the diary is using Lucius. Ah. The Horcruxes are exerting power like the One Ring can. Right. Well, it drives. So you my to guess do is like Lucius writes something in this diary. And it tells him, like, I'm Tom Riddle. And I can come back if, if you do this. If thing. you if you help me get to Hogwarts. Yeah. And so 
It doesn't, it's just a random choice that he drops it in Genie's Cauldron. Hmm. Like, it didn't mean, it didn't matter which student it no. showed up No, I don't think with. that, like, he picked Ginny. Like, I don't think it would yeah. have mattered. It could have been any child. I think he just chose Ginny in that in that moment because of the moment that was happening. and Because it was an opportunity that struck? Because he has a, a hatred of the Weasleys anyway, so, like, well, if, if one of them has to go, let it be one of the Weasleys. Right. But, let me reiterate, I think that Dobby might know the true nature of this thing because... Creature was very well aware that the locket was evil. Yeah. He's like, it was the most evil thing. Mm-hmm. And and I just think maybe because house elves are a magical creature that seem to be more inherently magical, like he, they don't require wands to do spells and things. Uh, I think that there must be, I, 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 can, I can believe that there's like a sense like they can sense that this thing is evil. Right, like a like a almost like a sixth sense. Yes. I mean, a most evil thing has been done to this. Like a girl died to create this. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Lots of speculation still pretty early on in this movie. Mm-hmm. This is fun. So then <clears throat> the way Dobby runs downstairs. Yeah, Harry asks for the letters back and Dobby disappears them. And then bolts out of Harry's bedroom. <laughs> and uh when when he gets I actually particularly I wrote down this is my last note it just says bonk because <laughs> when they get to the bottom of the staircase Dobby rounds that corner but he doesn't round it fast enough and he hits the wall and he bounces off the wall and I think it's a really good choice like this is a CGI thing but you make him feel like he exists in the space by having him interact with the space so he yeah. hits the wall yeah he bounces off the wall he bounces off the wall which is really it's just a really funny moment when he bounces, and then like he, he has uh, too much momentum, he can't stop mm-hmm. himself. Yep. And he ended up running into the wall. And then we zoom out, so he gets there, and we do, like, a pull out from from Dobby, and we see Petunia's pudding again. Yeah. And then Harry's like, Dobby, get back here! And he points down at the ground, he puts his foot down, he's like, you better not... Like, like a dad. Uh-huh. Like, he's like, get back here get right, right now. now! Don't you touch that thing, I swear to God! You're talking to good at teeth. Yeah. Yeah. Right now. Yep, yep, yep. You're yep. being a very bad house elf. <laughs> bad Dobby. Bad Dobby. Aw. So, okay. okay. His wait, eyes wait, don't wait, look wait, like the size wait. of tennis now balls. Now I haven't even... Okay. <laughs> so, at some point in the summer. Mm-hmm. No. From the beginning of summer. Okay. Dobby has decided... I'm going to intercept all of every, Harry Potter's mail. That's, yeah, that's coming from whoever. That's a lot of work. That is a lot of How work. does he do that? How does he manage it? It depends on how often they're, like, sending him letters. I mean, it's the, a pretty good stack. It's a good stack, but considering, when like... When did semester end? June? June. It's now the end of July. It's been eight weeks. He's got, like, 20 letters in his hand. You have to assume there's at least at least one from from Ron That's and Hermione every week, every week, probably with interspersed letters of like maybe from Hagrid. Uh huh. Um. Probably that's it, actually. Yeah, I don't think th- I don't think Dumbledore would actually send him a personal letter. No, and and school letters aren't going to be sent for another yet. Yeah, couple hours. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. Apparently. Um. 
So this day is supposed to be his birthday. We talk about we talked about this on the weekend edition last weekend, uh, and a little bit last week, but it's actually not his birthday yet. In the movie, we'll talk. Actually, let me let me let's avoid that. Um, that's a topic. I'm just gonna cut that completely. That's a topic for next week. Um, but that's a lot. I mean, it's a lot of letters, and it's a lot of work to like collect these letters. And his assumption is, if I collect all these letters, then Harry's not gonna go back to school because he thinks he doesn't have any friends. Yeah, that he doesn't belong. But like, Harry didn't have any friends before he went the first time. Yeah. So what does it matter? It's better than the Dursleys. Of course, he's gonna go. Yeah. So. Was Dobby, like, watching Harry and realized that Harry, like, was still insistent about, like, oh, of course I'm going to go back. And he was like, oh, now I'm going to have to, like, talk to Intervene, him Intervene, yeah. And tell him, no, Harry, you can't go. Right. Or you shouldn't go. You shouldn't go. I don't know. I don't know. Dobby's not a planner. No. Apparently he's a creeper. He's been he's been stalking Harry, hiding in the bushes, <laughs> hiding in the bushes, in the hedges. It's so silly. His legs are so skinny. I mean, he's a little frail thing. He looks very frail. He's very wearing thin. a pillowcase. Yeah, it's not a lot of material. No, not really. But there's not a lot to cover, so he's okay. It's true. His clothes aren't supposed to look nice. That's the point. No, it looks really disgusting, actually. This pillowcase it looks, looks like dirty. It's the only pillowcase he's ever worn. It is. They can't give him new clothes. It's dirty and it's yellowed. No one can. The they can't give him new clothes. Then how did he get that to begin with? I think he made. Do you think he made it? He, he, Wait, creature. Also, he says it's a sign of his servit his service or his servitude. To wear like a rag. Or I don't know. Something. Maybe another house elf dressed him. Like this is what we wear. Right? Maybe you're only allowed to wear clothes from household things. Like, not actual clothes. You have to make clothes out of tablecloths or... Like, throw that thing away. Oh, out what? Of trash. Now I want... I want... I want Dobby in, like, a picnic table... Tablecloth. Like, the, table. the red, the red and checker. white checkers. Yeah. Like, that's the only clothes they're allowed, is something that they, that is basically just something Or he can drape himself. He can drape himself in the Malfoy's dark velvet curtains. He's like, that's fine, I'm gonna look badass. <laughs> <laughs> when you guys throw that away. Oh man, fashionista house elf. <laughs> it's gonna be the house elf fashion show. <laughs> yeah, and they're all wearing things that they created out of stuff they found in the house. Pillowcases, tablecloths, curtains. Whatever. Whatever. I'm into it. Right. Oh, cute. But yeah, I think that that's um, I think that, I think that would be great. He just looks. It just looks nasty. This pillowcase. It, it looks very dirty and old. Ugh. It look, and I bet you it's one of those things where like you could wash it. It is still gonna look like that because yeah. it's so old. It's soiled. Yeah. It's stained. Is it tied? It looks like it's only tied between on one his shoulder. legs. Well, it's definitely tied on the one shoulder, on yeah. his right shoulder, and not on the other. But there's a hole cut but there's in it, a so hole he cut has in a it. sleeve. But, like, it stays taut around his pants, so maybe, like, around it's, his weight, his, 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 his legs? So maybe there's, like, a, it's, like... Oh! It's a pillowcase. Yeah. So maybe he, like, there's leg holes in the bottom of the pillowcase, and he pulls it up, like, pants... And then that's tied over his shoulders to create sleeves. Right. 
Well, it's tied over one shoulder, and there's a hole in the other one. Where the other... I don't know. I can't figure it out. But it looks like... It looks like it's bunched up under his butt. Yeah. So I would assume that that means that, there's, that it's tied together somewhere between his legs. Yeah. To create, like, two different leg holes and not a dress. Yeah, because it's not, it's not like a tunic or yeah. anything of that nature. It's almost like a little, like, one-piece thing. Uh-huh. No, Poor Dobby. Poor Dobby. It's a sign of servitude. I think that was everything I had for this minute, too. Thank you for joining us for another minute of Harry Potter and the, Ch- and the Chamber of Secrets. I almost said Sorcerer's Stone. What the hell? I'm just going to do kinds all... kinds of flubs. <laughs> Flub week. Welcome to Flub week. <laughs> on Harry Potter Minute. All flubs all the time. No, please no. Dear no. God, no. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at Harry Potter Minute. Please join our listener group, Harry Potter Minute and the Listener's Army. Uh, we have a lot of really fun discussions about the content of the minutes. There have been some fan art already from last week, and it just really makes me excited to see that people are like interacting with the show. Like That is my favorite. Uh, I, I, I like knowing that we're not just putting our voices out into the void. So please join us and uh, become one with the listener's army. And then come back tomorrow for minute eight of Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. Mischief Managed. managed.